flagship show of the bitcoin podcast network this is episode number 139 and i'm your first host marcello and i am host number two d i'm host number three Corey. and today we're bringing you a special episode bringing you aaron von weirdom from what do you do aaron? Tell, tell us, tell us I, all the, you do quite a few things i would like you to introduce yourself so that the people know exactly what you do coming from the horse's mouth <clears throat> I, I don't do that much. I mean, I work for Bitcoin Magazine. I write articles. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I work for Bitcoin Magazine. I write articles. I help other authors write their articles, especially when it's uh, technical stuff they need to cover. I kind of uh, help them out there. But um, it's it's mostly just Bitcoin Magazine. How did you how did you get your technical background? Like, where did that come from? Like, how did you how did you get into the Bitcoin scene and how did people start trusting you about the technicalities I, of this technology? So I'm not actually, I don't have a technical background. I, uh, I studied like, I studied journalism and I studied more political stuff. I did a master's in political history, basically. Um, I got interested. I did, I just focus on kind of, uh, internet-y stuff, but mostly from a historical perspective. So I've done a lot of studies on um, like the history of the printing press and that sort of stuff and how that impacts society. And I got interested in Bitcoin for kind of similar reasons. Like how does how does a technology like this impact you know society? How does it impact how human beings cooperate and do things? And money is money is pretty damn important in that regard. So I got interested. Uh, my technical Knowledge on Bitcoin is all learned since I got into Bitcoin. Uh, like talking to a lot of developers, um, people know their stuff in this regard. Um, that's that's how I learned over the past couple of years. Well, you were Corey's first pick for this uh, August first chat. All right, sure nice. Was. Yeah, I mean, you do you do you've you've written quite a few great articles on kind of how to prepare yourself for the upcoming events in Bitcoin. And I wanted to make a show that was, that was specifically dedicated to trying to educate our listeners so that they understand what's going to happen and how they can prepare themselves yeah. and make the best decisions for their personal situation. So can we maybe start the conversation with what the hell is going on with Bitcoin? <laughs> That's a broad question. So, <laughs> um, I mean, what's going on? What's been going on for the past two years, and even even before that? But before that, it was kind of a 
developer only conversation was you know you'd, you'd have to really be into that sort of stuff like protocol development and there were debates on like forums and but it really took off two years ago and became very public two years ago and the central the central topic about it all is scaling right like how we're going to scale this this thing to uh, allow more users to get on board and how are we how are we going to do that and um uh this it seems like we're nearing some kind of climax i don't i wouldn't say it's like the only climax like scaling is an ongoing process but the Next couple of weeks weeks are are gonna be pivotal. I I feel like there's 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 gonna be choices made and there's gonna be a you know Bitcoin's either gonna go one way or the other or both if we have a split. Um, so I guess that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So that 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 brings us to like um there like in the near future, starting probably August first, we have a lot of options. Can you can you kind of help break down um current options that Bitcoin may take in the near future based on the various proposals that people are trying to follow? Yeah, so in the near term, it's all about SegWit. Do we need to cover SegWit or what it is or how it works or should we skip that or um, briefly? I don't no, think... we cover that a lot. I don't think we need to. We don't but, need to talk okay, about if you what could SegWit explain is. Segwit, yeah, go ahead. If you could explain um, SegWit I'll, in like four sentences, give it a run. Because we talk yeah. about that a lot. So SegWit is a protocol upgrades proposed by the Bitcoin core development team. And it essentially uh, separates signature data from all of the other transaction data into a new structure within a Bitcoin block. Now, this has several advantages. One of them is it would... would effectively increase the block size a bit so there would be uh, more room for transactions uh, but probably more importantly it fixes a long time bug which is called a malleability bug I'll, I won't get into the details but what it comes down to is if we fix this bug that would allow us to better um, build cool stuff on top of bitcoin like payment channels and all and this can be used to increase scale on a on a second layer quite significantly so everyone um kind of at the, i mean everyone i don't know about everyone but it seems at this point that most people agree that segway is a good way to go it's a good at least it's a good first step and now there's a next sort of debate which if you think about it is kind of crazy but now everyone's kind of fighting about how to activate this upgrade and there's different ways of doing that that could be compatible or they could not be compatible and um there's so there's a there's a deadline on august 1st at which point some users, and it's kind of unclear how many of them will actually go through with it. Um, maybe some of them are bluffing. Maybe a lot of them are bluffing. Maybe not. Maybe everyone's going to go through with it. But the claim is that on August 1st, they're going to just reject any blocks that aren't signaling support for 
segregated or segregated witness. But that's August 1st. Um, so that means that because segregated witness and this specific activation method, which is called BIP 148, if this is supported by a majority of the miners before August 1st, then everything should be more or less fine. Then all of the existing Bitcoin software will acknowledge this chain because everyone will sort of accept that this majority of miners, which has a has power majority, which is signaling SegWit exclusively, everyone would sort of follow that chain. If that doesn't happen before August 1st, it could get messy. Basically, that's that's sort of the short version of it. So and we can get into mm, more details. Of yeah, course. let's let's. I, so before we get into the details here, I want to start off by at least trying to explain that the like, regardless of what happens, regardless of the details we get into, yeah. probably the most important thing um, that people should do if they're wanting to weather the storm or whatever happens is yeah. put their Bitcoin in a wallet where they control their own private keys. Yeah, the, the golden rule, the golden rule in, in Bitcoin is control your own keys. And this is very clearly the case uh, on August 1st and before August 1st. If you control your own Bitcoins, which means you control your own private keys, then on August 1st or after August 1st, you'll still have your Bitcoins and potentially you'll have sort of several kind of bitcoins and because you're controlling your own keys you're pretty you're guaranteed to have nothing can really go wrong it's only if you store your bitcoins on like an exchange or a wallet service that's going to make questionable decisions that you may lose at least one type of bitcoin if there are several types um, also, I wanted to mention, um, so, if you are curious about SegWit and what it is and how it works, uh, there is a the, the most recent Let's Talk Bitcoin, number 337, no rulers here. Andreas Sentinopoulos does a, does a pretty good job of discussing what SegWit is, what it allows for on the network, and tries to quell a few of the um, criticisms that um, the r slash BTC subreddit has. Um, and it's a it's a pretty good discussion and conversation on a lot of that stuff. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. I I recommend it. But um, how dare you mention another show? Well, it's it's a good conversation. I knew you were going to say that show. I knew it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was like, here it comes. <laughs> All right, yeah, because so it's Andreas, I'll let it slide. <laughs> so um, so the, the other option, I'll quickly mention the other option. If you're really too lazy to control your own keys, or if you don't trust yourself with that, or if you don't trust your computer where you store these keys on, or anything like that, like first of all, you should control your own keys. If you really don't want to do that, you should definitely contact the exchange where you have your bitcoins, or the wallet service where you have your bitcoins, or whatever, wherever you're storing your bitcoins. Just at least, at the very least, ask them what's your plans for August 1st. And if they don't give you a clean answer, if they don't give you a clear answer, that's probably not good news. Like if they tell you outright, don't worry, you'll get both kinds of bitcoins if there are two bitcoins. You know, whatever. If you trust, trust screen. Or, <laughs> if 
Yeah, print that screen. If you trust them, whatever. That's uh, that's up to you. But at least, at the very least, that's the least you can do. Just email them, ask what they're planning to do. All right. So now, there's a lot of different ways things could potentially roll out if yeah. things go awry. Like if it, if the contention is decently high and there yeah. is a hard fork, there's there's a lot of things that could happen. Can we start to talk about kind of potential outcomes of Bitcoin if things don't go smoothly? Yeah, so a uh, hard fork won't happen for a while. Uh, actually, that's not true either. There might also be a hard fork in the first week of August. That's like a different different thing. Anyways, let's let me start. There are sort of three scenarios where August first isn't going to be an issue at all, um, or maybe four, but the fourth isn't very realistic. I'll start with the not realistic one. The, in my opinion, the not realistic one is that everyone who's planning to go on this BIP 148 kind of route, everyone who's sort of planning to activate it and be on that chain. Like if everyone doesn't do it, like if everyone backs out, if everyone is like, okay, never mind this BIP 148 thing, then there shouldn't really be a problem. In my opinion, that's not really realistic because, you know, it's deployed on a network. There are like, I don't know, a thousand nodes online right now. Some people claim they're going to go with it no matter what. I personally believe that at least some people will. Um, there will probably be some hash power and there may even be a proof of work change. Anyway, so I don't consider this a very likely option. So the three more likely options are either 95% of miners activate segregated witness through the proposal that Bitcoin Core put forth. So they've got two weeks and these two weeks started today at time of recording that was today and they're going to have to massively signal activation uh, for SegWit. That seems very unlikely, I guess, by the time because we're already like half a day in and not all miners are signaling. So by the time this this show is broadcast. This opportunity has probably passed as well. So that leaves us with two options. One of them is that miners, 80% of miners, will have to activate SegWit at least like two and a half days before August 1st through some kind of kludge where they with an 80% majority decide, okay, from now on, we're not going to accept any non-segwit blocks anymore. This is called BIP91. And this uh, code was implemented in the segwit2x um, implementation. And segwit2x is a outcome from the New York agreement, which also plans to do a hard fork a couple of months down the road. Is this still clear? Are you following me at all, or? I am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm following you. All right. It just so seems this... like okay. So let's let's break it down for for somebody who, um, let's let's put they're it not in a Bitcoin fanatic. Let's put it let's in put baseball it... terms, right? Yeah, let's put so it in the... baseball terms, right? So the, so... So, the, so the miners get three strikes. The first strike 
was is that I have to massively, like 95%, have to activate SegWits within two weeks. These two weeks started today, and it seems very unlikely they're going to make this, so we can practically forget about this one. So one strike, gone. Second strike is BIP91. This will have to lock in two and a half days, more or less, before August 1st. And according to their own public statements, they do plan to do this. But, you know, whether they'll actually do it or not remains to be seen. Uh, the idea is that they will start signaling on July 21st. So that should be well in time. Like that should be a week in, well, well in time. It should be like they got a week to not mess it up. Um, if, if they do not lock in this, sort of activation clutch, um, you know, that would be the second strike. And then there's the third strike, and that is on August 1st itself, a majority of miners would have to adopt BIP 148 themselves. So at that point, if they do, they'll just reject any blocks that do not to the one, the, the BIP 148 stuff. Um, and they'll reclaim the launch chain and all nodes will follow it. Clear? At all? Yeah. Is there, yeah. Is, there, is there a chance on July 21st when the real signaling, real signaling is supposed to start that support for SegWit could mysteriously dry up and remain below the threshold? Whether that's possible or not? Is that your question? Yeah, because I, I think it it could be pretty bad for the miners who said they supported it and who suddenly yeah. changed their tune because that's just going to escalate the threat level on other miners and get them to activate BIP 148 instead of SegWit. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that, but it's still possible. Well, you know, we could see all sorts of weird stuff happening. We could see uh, miners claim they have technical difficulties, whether they're real or not. We could see brand new pools popping up all of a sudden that don't signal in, that don't signal it. Um, you know, and these pools could be controlled by another pool or, you know, we, we've seen that sort of stuff happen over the last year where brand new pools pop up and all of a sudden they don't signal support for SegWit or stuff like that. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I, I'm still relatively optimistic, I think, because like you say, miners have so much to lose if it'll, if it'll scatters into different bitcoins and that kind of mess um but who knows right i i'd say there's probably a bigger than 50 percent chance they'll make sure they they activate in time but you know bigger than 50 percent they're still probably i don't know i mean i my guess is as good as everyone else's but i think that's the thing is that no one knows what's gonna happen but something yeah like, no one knows what's going to be the fallout, but finally something is being executed. So at the very end of the day, yes. I myself, I'm very happy. I don't give, I honestly don't give a damn. Like, I'm tired of sitting on my ass for three years now. We've been having the same discussion about how are we going to try to scale this shit. And so I don't give a damn. Like, we're doing something. And that's the only way you get shit done. So I don't give a damn what, you know, there's 30,000 computer scientists saying don't do, do, do. I don't give a damn. Like, we can't just sit around and talk for three years and do nothing. Yeah, but my, my, the main thing... I, I mean, I mean we, 
Go ahead. We kind of can, though, right? I mean, Bitcoin isn't dying, but at least in my opinion, Bitcoin is doing relatively well. Yeah, that's but Bitcoin can't do relatively well for too long before people with very deep pockets start to figure out this technology really well, and then it gets shoehorned into something we didn't see coming. And so if we don't. Uh, act, yeah, but if you but, don't, if you don't change anything at all, like how are they gonna shoehorn it? I mean, maybe they can. There's, uh, it's possible, and. Um, Anyways, your 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 kind of sentiments that's kind of driving the BIP one forty eight crowd. Like, you know, a couple of months ago they were like, "This is this is bullshit." Um, Segwit should be activated. There's no reason not to. Let's just do it. And they picked a date, and um, they're you know, I that's how shit gets done. I'm sorry, but that's how shit gets done. <laughs> Like, so that's what, the where, line, where like, I want this conversation to go is to make sure that our audience understands, like, that one, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Two, like, how long do you think this may play out? It's like after August 1st, say, that may be strike three. That's not the end of the story in terms of you're right. the, the, I guess, volatility slash um, unknowability of what's currently happening. Like, what can an average user expect? from the network after August 1st and how long can they expect until they get back to like maybe some type of semblance of stability? Um, so that's in part depends on what's going to happen on August yeah. 1st. But uh, to answer your question, it's going to be at least another three months or more uh, because the New York agreements, which is uh, sort of uh, alternative... Almost. <laughs> alternative scaling proposal designed by uh, a group of companies and uh, which also include mining pools. So their their sort of second chapter of their proposal is that three months after SegWit activation, they're also going to deploy a hard fork to increase what's called the base block size. So segregated witness increases the block size by like two to four megabytes, uh, depends on what kind of transactions, really. And then another three months after that's, uh, after that's activated, they're planning to deploy a hard fork to double that. So that that would be, an, uh, that hard fork would not be backwards compatible at all. So any non-upgraded software, any non-upgraded users, any non-upgraded nodes will simply reject and ignore that entire hard fork. I'm going uh, to so add that... a bit of complexity here and, and state that like, so what you just mentioned is a software implementation of what could happen. And the only thing that's essentially keeping that from happening is a political decision, a governance decision. So it, potentially we could run the software that am- implements SegWit and yeah. then in the process of after implementing SegWit, everyone switches and never does the hard fork. There's nothing Absolutely. that guarantees that secondary hard fork. It's only a matter of people keeping their word on what they've said they're going to do, which yeah, you you can't put a hundred percent trust into. Absolutely, yeah. But I, I I would argue that at least until that date arrives, there would be uncertainty over whether or not it will happen. Yeah. You know, at le- unless maybe all of these companies again come together and sort of agree to back off or come up with some alternative thing, or that's all possible. But unless that happens, there will at least be uncertainty for another three months. 
Could you? I think it says. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead for it. No, no, no. You go for it. I was, I was just curious. Like this is kind of a a very people on the outside are watching this and being like, "What the hell is going on with Bitcoin?" And I'm curious to see like the people who are in it and understand things. In, in your personal perspective, could this be the downfall of Bitcoin? Um, you know, I wouldn't exclude that possibility. I think there's a chance that that will be the result. However, I think that chance is not, I think it's relatively small. I think, um, but I, I don't, you know, this is just my informed personal opinion. I, yes. you know, I don't know, but, um, I think the markets will figure out, you know, one Bitcoin is better than two, so it's probably going to sort of settle on one Bitcoin relatively fast, which could mean that the hard fork is basically ignored or adopted uh, massively. And personally, I think the second option is less likely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's just me. My, my personal opinion is that SegWit will happen people will fork off the network due to strong ideological differences and we'll have something similar to the Ethereum Ethereum Classic split where a percentage of the network splits off based on their ideological difference and they both continue on. And there will probably be, in my personal opinion, a price drop on both of them for a, a amount yeah, of time so until more confidence is gained and they continue on about their merry ways. So I would say that's possible but what kind of ideological difference would that be because um segwit is backwards compatible which means that if it does activate anyone who doesn't want to use it doesn't have to use it you can just not upgrade your node and then you're using bitcoin without segwit so that ideological I, I, difference would have to be i you know i i find it hard to figure out what that ideological difference would be and how it would be strong enough for people to actually fork off and start their own coin. I, I can't exclude the possibility, but I, you know, what would that ideological difference be in your it opinion? It would be, what? in my opinion, it would be Craig Wright and anyone that follows his personal preference, his personal opinions. Um, and and, and, yeah. and no, that, that amount is, in my opinion, unknown of who believes what he says and how, how much they believe. Um, because he is staunchly opposed to SegWit. And it's not because SegWit is bad technology, it's who is the proprietary of SegWit. And based on that strong ideology, those people will leave the network. And I don't know how big yeah. that is. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think that's that's within the realm of possibility. Um, I, my, you know, again, I'm just personally guessing, but I, I would, I think that, Group's gonna be small. I hope you so. Know, the the <laughs> most 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 users, even if they don't really like SegWit, or I mean, the vast majority probably doesn't even care. You know, you gotta be very very ideological opposed to SegWit to not even want anyone else to use it when you don't have to. That's that sounds to me that has to be a niche group, right? I mean, I don't know, but well, the whole, in my opinion problem of a lot of this contention or like all of the source of the contention isn't a matter what technology is better it's a matter of who gets to make decisions about pushing the technology forward and what group of people 
gets to come up with software protocol upgrades, like software upgrades. And based on if you like from an outside perspective, if you just look at the sort like the media sources, that's a pretty strong ideological difference. Now, what percentage of miners, the people actually validating the network, follow those ideologies is completely mm. unknown to me. Yeah, so what what would they be opposing to? Like users upgrading their software? I don't know. Like I, that's that's these are the, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I personally don't know. I mean, the solution is proposed by the Bitcoin core development team, which you know, which in itself is a basically an open group of developers, and if you've got the skills, you can join. Uh, but in the but in the end, but in the end, in the end, it's users that have to actually you know, download the software and install it and agree to it. So, I mean, are you, are you ideologically opposed to users downloading the software they want to use themselves? And I mean, what, what kind of ideology is uh, that? We're leaving one group of people out of this whole conversation. And that is the owners of Bitcoin ATMs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they, I haven't mentioned that. What, what are oh, you going to say? He's 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 bringing in an ad. He's bringing in one of our advertisers. <laughs> okay. You okay sitting through this, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, we are brought to you this special August first centered episode by Athena Bitcoin. Who just so did someone drop out? Nah, D did. Bye, D. Keep going. All right. All right. Well, D doesn't get this awesome information, but you do. Because they're the most trusted name in Bitcoin ATMs. They're located in Houston, Fort Worth, Dallas, and a bunch of other U.S. cities. We want you to download the theme Bitcoin wallet on the App Store or Google Play. We use it ourselves. We love it for specific locations. More information, please visit AthenaBitcoin.com because they're always adding new locations. And they recently added Litecoin. So they're progressive too. Very awesome company. And we're also brought to you by Athena Bitcoin's portfolio company, BitQuick.co which is the secure, quick, and easy peer-to-peer Bitcoin marketplace where you can get Bitcoin for cash in as little as three hours, which is shorter than the movie Titanic. That's pretty cool. Bitquick has been serving Bitcoiners since 2013. Where there's a bank, there's Bitquick. And also, new sponsor time. That's where you guys applaud. And oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're brought to you by BetKing, which is the most trusted dice site with the highest betting limits. The only place where over 360 million bets have occurred, over 7,400 Bitcoin investors have profited, and 400,000 Bitcoins have been wagered. So look, guys, I know it feels fun to be a high roller for once, right? So that's why we're talking about this. And it only gets better because the upcoming relaunch of BetKing, they're going to be kicked off with an ICO. And this ICO, the funds oh from it are going to be used for the site bankroll and marketing, <laughs> promos, SEO, design, etc., making it a more comfortable, easier, and all-around better experience. Uh, to learn more about BetKing, head on over to BetKing.io. Subscribe to our newsletter and get the latest news and updates delivered directly to your inbox. And it's also a great way to get on their ICO because all the funds are going to be held in cold storage. So that's BetKing. BetKing.io. Boom. Hmm. All right. So, so 
we go. <laughs> what, what was that grunt? Who grunted just now? I'm not going to get was into that, that right now. Was, was that... What was not me? Uh, Why'd you grunt? Oh, hey, I, I know what it was. Corey didn't get enough information. That's what it was. No, Corey. no, no, okay. no. <laughs> That's not it. Why'd you grunt just now? Uh, I want to get back to the conversation. I think he has ICO fever. I have, I have ICO fever. Tired of I'm tired of that that term. Hey, but oh, Corey, no. guess what? Guess what? They paid you. <laughs> Fake enthusiasm. Maybe. Yeah. Should I make up a jingle? Should I make up a jingle? Yeah. It's Bet King. No, your you best. can't. You can't say the same jingle every no, single it's time. The, it's not, not the same it's jingle. The same fucking jingle. Words. Make up a new jingle. All right, what about this? Uh, don't sit there and ramble. Go and gamble with BetKing.io. That's better. I make a I make up jingles on the spot. Like this should have been my calling. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, Mayweather versus McGregor sports betting, you can all do it on there. Bet your Bitcoin. Oh, bet your Ethereum. Bet your Litecoin. Bet it all. Bet everything. Bet everything. Um, all right. So, like, what? Like, as a, <laughs> as a, as a general, like, a guy that's like, as an end user, right? In my opinion, end users shouldn't give a shit how the yeah, technology. Hang, hang works. on, hang on, hang on. I wanna, I wanna mention one more thing about on that last topic. So that's yeah, one thing it? we haven't. That's one thing we haven't mentioned yet. So about this sort of uh, group that may. Um, so strongly opposed SegWit that not only they don't want to use it, they also don't want anyone else to use it. Mm-hmm. That's actually a plan in the books as well. Okay. So that's that's not completely uh, uh, unrealistic in that sense. So there's Bitmain, uh, so the major hardware manufacturer that, that also controls a bunch of pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've made the announcement that if BIP 148 happens and kind of gains traction in in you know to some extent and they haven't really specified how much like if it would dominate or if if, if it's a minority thing or whatever but they uh yeah so they're planning to launch another hard fork which is going to be called bitcoin abc and that's going to be um launched probably on like august 4th so they're gonna take a couple of days and in these couple of days, they're going to mine it themselves. So it's going to be like a solo mine project for a couple of days. And then if BIP 148 caught some kind of traction, they're going to launch this, uh, what they call a hard fork. I think that's a questionable term even for what they're planning to do. They're, in my opinion, they're kind of going to launch a new type of altcoin, which has, uh, or you know, a new type of Bitcoin, whatever, which has all the balances intact from before August first um so you know if people really like you say so strongly opposed segwit or bip148 or both that they not only don't want to use it but also don't want others to use it then that would be their sort of way out so that would be another bitcoin so that brings us to the next topic probably um so what should users do on august 1st is that what you want to cover uh what should users do now yeah, like, right now, just control your private keys, and if you're too lazy, at the very least, email your exchange or your wallet service. Ask what their plans are. Ask if you have both 
access to both kinds of Bitcoins. If there's a split, uh, that's what you should do now. Best best thing is to just control these keys. That's what Bitcoin is all about, anyways. Like, what what are you doing if you're not controlling your keys? Come on, that, you you got to do that at least before August first. And also do it faster rather, do it sooner rather than later. Because if everyone wants to do it on like August 31st or August 30, that's going to be a lot of network traffic and maybe your transaction is going to be stuck if you're unlucky and maybe it's got to coincide with a spam attack. Who knows? Just do it now. Just do it yeah. now. Send your Bitcoins to a wallet you control, control your private keys. And what about August 1st? I, I, basically, it's like the way I almost feel yeah. when I when I when people keep asking me about what should I do. It's like, I don't know, sit on the sideline and wait for what is going to happen to happen. That's that's like unless you want to actively trade the market or unless you, you know, if you know what you're doing and if you want to trade the market, you probably don't need my advice. So I'm not going to give it like you, you know what you're going to do. If you're a regular user, like an end user, just sit tight and seriously sit tight for at least until August 4th because of this other uh, Bitmain, uh, B Bitcoin, ABC hard fork that could happen. So at, at the very least, like just wait four or five days or a week if you want to be sure. Just don't touch anything. Don't send any Bitcoins because you could accidentally send the other type of Bitcoin if there are two. Don't accept any Bitcoin because the Bitcoins you accept could be wiped away. Like if there's, there could be like a, a reorg where only one chain survives, but only after a couple of days, you know, there would be two chains for a couple of days. And after a couple of days, all of a sudden there's only one chain left. But then you accepted Bitcoin on one chain, right? So you sold your car for Bitcoin and you got them Bitcoins and uh, you got all these confirmations and then poof, it just disappears. So don't, don't touch anything. Just seriously the first week, <laughs> yeah don't don't, don't do don't anything for the next like, I, yes. I, I, i'm sit, trying to stress the magnitude of what's sit going tight. on right now because exactly. this is something that's happened like nothing of this magnitude has happened in the history of bitcoin it, and, it has just bitcoin was tiny not at bitcoin this level of so contention small. which makes it that much oh, no. larger no, no, nothing like this has happened. There's been a, like a chain split a couple of years ago when it was small, but that was different. That was unexpected like this. Unless, you know, unless the miners take one of these three strikes they got, uh, then all should be fine. But if they don't, this is going to be a massively disruptive event. And, uh, you know, get some popcorn. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we've, we've, we've told people, throughout the history of this podcast that don't invest money you're not willing to lose and yeah, it's, this is an experiment and we're really small and we're just figuring out how to do things and now we've come to the point where one of those things may change the history of bitcoin and we don't know how it's going to turn out so yeah but, yeah but you don't you don't think it's safe to assume that the price of bitcoin is going to decrease further towards the end of the month it may, it, may, it may even skyrocket towards the end of the month and then tank to like jack shit after the end of well, the month. So, like, I don't so know today. So today, and I, I'm not really a, I'm not really a price guy or a market guy or a, a you know, prediction. Guy. I'm none of this, but, uh, today was like the first strike, right? Like the, the, the miners, if they want to activate Segwit on the old fashioned way, they really had to start today and they didn't. 
And uh, you know, we've destroyed. seen that price drop like what is it? Like a hundred bucks at least more. One hundred fifty drop. Yeah, there, there you go. And uh, I don't know. Like may, maybe the price will. I'm not. I hate price analyze. I'm not that guy. But this seemed to coincide pretty closely. So we this could see more level. of that. We could see more of that for sure. I, I wouldn't be very surprised if the prices keeps dropping until August first. I don't know. It's just it's such high level game theory. It's kind of trippy to think about. But basically, what the miner said today is like we make so much money, we don't give a damn. Like that's essentially well, what they, they said. won't. If the price drops, they don't make shit. Yeah, yeah, but they're gonna continue. Like they're so far above their break even point, they they really don't care. I don't know about that. We miners is a is a very small margin game. Well. Not it should, it should be. It should. It should be a very small margin game, but okay. I mean, right now, true. right now, I think they're probably making good money. Well, that's the thing. Well, well, it, it, there is no, there is no making money until you turn the Bitcoin into what you think money is. Like, like people always say, like, like Bitcoin well, maximalists, Bitcoin whatever. Money. Like, it is. In my opinion, it is. But if people are so fixed on the price then Bitcoin isn't money. They're USD maximalists if they're only thinking about Bitcoin in terms of its USD value. Yeah, very true. And regardless of what you say and what you hope the technology does, if all you think about is the US dollar value of your Bitcoin, then you don't give a shit about Bitcoin because you only care about its value in US dollars or whatever fiat currency you're currently thinking about. Yeah, but at the same time, miners have uh, have sunk costs. They have uh, electricity bills to pay. They they're gonna have to cash out at least some. That's of it. true. So yeah. it's a, it's so, a, it's so a they'll, speculative they'll maximalism. Like you hope that in in the future we can use this to pay for all our bills, and it's all that's and it's all that we ever use. But currently, as things currently stand, that's not how things work. Unfortunately, like I hope well, it, well, there's it, a day well, where for miners it is for miners. At think least so? to some extent, like if they got a, you know, they got a electricity bill coming by the end of the month, which they have to pay. So yeah. they, they care about the USD value for sure. I don't know. There's, there's this, there's this aspect of like, if we're always thinking about the US dollar value, then there's at least a percentage of what we're doing that doesn't really care about the utility of Bitcoin, but only cares about the fiat price peg to Bitcoin. Sure, and, yeah, and but if what you, I'm and saying, if, and if you're really, uh, if you're really a Bitcoin believer long term, you you'd be happy with price drops, right? You can buy more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, like, but what you guys can't take, and what you, I don't, I don't think it was, that miners aren't, they don't give a shit about Bitcoin. No, like we talked about this. They do not give a shit about Bitcoin. They're making money, and. Well, they care about the money that they make. And as long as a Bitcoin is really expensive, they're not going to move. So what the users are doing is threatening their profits. Until their profits start eating to a point where they can't eat shrimp and steak, they're not going to do shit. That's just business. They don't care about Bitcoin. They care about making money. It, it, probably, I mean, depends. it probably depends a bit from miner to miner. I mean, I'm sure there's miners out there who really care about Bitcoin, but... Um, I think a lot of miners they they have this money shitting machine and they want to shit money. They don't they don't care. 
I don't I mean, like they that don't, term. They don't care like, about they don't care about politics or when, protocol. Or they they won't make money. Can we just general, name all the miners and money shitting machines from here on out? Yeah, I mean that's their money shitters. That's what they want to do, <laughs> Corey. When we set up our miners, we didn't set up our miners to say we are going to change the world with Litecoin. We said, how much do I need to make to pay my damn electricity bill and make some profit off of this Litecoin? Like, that's it. Like, it was definitely maximizing no, profits. There's no getting around that, and we don't need to. We don't need to hold up this farce. Like the miners really care about. The, uh, like the the future and destiny of Bitcoin. I don't give a shit. They're trying to make money. Well, don't get me wrong. They <laughs> they care about the future and destiny of Bitcoin and how it how it affects them making money in the future, right? Like, well, they're it, they're, they're probably, for. It, Go ahead. It's probably fair to say that miners have a different um, horizon than many users because they've got sunk investments for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. with their ASICs and they've got electricity bills to pay like a couple of months or they've probably got contracts or some stuff like that. But like what happens to Bitcoin in 20 years from now, that's probably not very, that's not really their concern. While for holders, that could be, you know, that could be a retirement. So that's a different yeah. sort of retire uh, horizon of how much Bitcoin is supposed to be worth, how fast. I, I think that's kind of like the beauty that's the beauty in the system and that's the beauty of this whole thing is that like eventually you've got to get the miners to care a little bit because then they see their profits go away and they're like well damn i guess we need to do something or this mining is i mean it was fun but we're not going to make any more money <laughs> so like yeah that's that's why i kind of like this whole thing it's a beautiful system because okay we're going to take some hits like our portfolios are going to take some hits from that's very obvious what happened today. But there's going to be a point where the hits are such a hard blow to the miners that they're going to say, okay, like, let's figure out what everybody cares about so much and let's do that. Because if we don't, then we don't make any money and we can't eat steak and shrimp. Yep. So, so anyways, the moral of this whole story, listeners, is control your private keys and stop being lazy. And that's coming from Aaron himself. <laughs> and don't and don't and don't transact. Like don't transact first of August, even like the thirty first of July, right? Because if you send a transaction the thirty first of July and it's slow because the mempool is full and the blocks are full and it only comes through like the first of August, then you're you're still fucked. So do, do, <laughs> Don't don't send any transactions. Just start July thirty first, July thirty, and don't touch anything for a week until this whole mess sorts out. I'd say now. I just do it right now, and then sit back and watch. Grab Why your popcorn. Not? Why not? Why not? And see what happens. I, yeah, I'd for sure sell a, a big part of my Actually, Bitcoin at twenty five hundred, uh, and then buy back with all the money later this month. If, that's a no-brainer. If that's what happens. I mean, so. I mean if, if you really badly need your hit of heroin, buy it I now. I need it. I need it. <laughs> you know, look up one of these markets, but do it now. Don't wait. Don't wait until the 30th. I actually have a strategy for that. I take one huge hit. It lasts me like three months. <laughs> there you heroin. go. A big Scarface sniff. A big old... I put my face in a puddle of heroin. And it likes me like I don't know where you're getting it because the the creator or like the inventor, founder of Alpha Bay got found dead in a tie cell. 
Oh, I yeah. Heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I saw the, the headline and then immediately did not read it. And then hey, maybe that's, a, maybe that's another explanation for the price drop. I don't know. It, the, the news is already a week old, so it's unlikely, but who knows. I do there, want to mention yeah. that there's a website called coin.dance uh, slash blocks. Yeah, and right now, yeah, right now, 87.1% are signaling for SegWit, which means... No, there's no way. You're, you're, I just checked it. You're confusing it with a New York agreement, I think. So miners are also signaling for the New York agreement, which is sort of pre-signaling. So that's that's the BIP ninety one thing. So that's like the second strike, right? Right. Yeah. And and so. miners are signaling that they will support it. You know, come July twenty. Yeah, I'm not terribly sure I trust these numbers that you're looking at here. Taylor. No, no, but that's 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 well, essentially worth nothing. That's just sort of their pinky swear baked into the blockchain. Well, my point is, is, is the other thing to look at is if you go to the bottom of the page and look at the two columns on the right, practically all are signal, signaling, I can't say that fucking word, signaling either for SegWit two times or the BIP 141. So way yeah. more than what are signaling for SegWit two times. So once BIP 91 signaling starts, I think we're going to see a lot of those BIP 141 only sig. sig no singling, singling. God damn it. Also, <laughs> singling for BIP91. So, I think that's going to help ensure that we get over 80% signal to lock in BIP91. It's a mouthful. Hey, when, yeah, I'm, when... I'm, re I'm relatively optimistic. Um, I, I'm relatively optimistic. I think there's more than 50% chance they'll, they'll do it in time, but there's still, you know, the risk is still too big. The risk, you got to control your keys. I don't Hey Corey. Oh, yeah. Quick question. It's a little off topic. If you're in traffic and you say wanted to let the driver behind you know that you were about to change into the left lane, what would you use? I would totally be signaling to the left or the right, depending on which Are direction. Are you sure it's going. not a turn? Are you sure it's not a turn single? It's not a single. single. I'm not I'm not singling. I'm definitely gonna signal. Signal? Is it yeah. all right? Hey, I'm pretty sure there's a word out there that you guys can't pronounce, so F you. <laughs> topic. Hey, it's a it's a pretty good analogy though. Like this is what miners are doing. They're they're turn signaling, but they're not actually steering the wheel yet. I think yeah. you just got our guest to say single. Turn yeah. single. Signal. You definitely just signaling. said signal. You just said single. I just he said singling. God, English is not even my first language. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, okay. Give me a give me a break. Yeah, put on front street. It's a tricky word. That's all I'm saying. Roads. Well, hey, well, do we wrap it up, guys? I mean, it's been a good show, and I think we've given our listeners a good idea of what to do ultimately. I don't know, Aaron. What do you, you want to talk about? Something? Yeah, let me let me double check if you missed anything. So, um, let me let me go through the timeline real quick. That way, I, I'm gonna be absolutely sure I didn't miss anything. So, Beautiful. next week is the sort of official deployment date for BIP ninety one. Segwit 2x New York agreement thing, so that's um, no, that's today. Today is the, the July 14th is the actual deployment date. I haven't heard anything, any news in that regard, but doesn't really matter anyways. Next week, 21st, that's the day that miners have said they would start actual signaling for BIP 91. So 
in a best case scenario, two days after that, so July 23rd, it would lock in. And then if that happens, everyone will be relieved and like August 1st won't really matter that much. The absolute deadline for that, for them to lock in their BIP 91 thing is July 29th. So if by July 29th, they still haven't locked it in, this is when emerging bill, bills start ringing. And that's when you really, really need to control your keys or at least be sure that your exchange or whatever has a plan for you to distribute both coins back if you want them or stuff like that. Control your keys now, though. Okay, then uh, August 31st is sort of the official deadline, but that's basically already passed, so you can forget about that one. There's like strike one that's already passed. Then August 1st is the BIP 148 activation day. So that's one. Uh, that's when users are going to actually reject blocks that don't signal support for SegWit, or so they claim, like if they all back out or whatever, but that's what they claim. Um, then August 4th is the potential launch of Bitcoin ABC. That's like the uh, the Bitmain backs, mm -hmm. hard fork, alternative Bitcoin thing. Um, then we've got, um, oh yeah, I forgot another one. So it's good I, I did this thing. So you've got uh, August 15th, like if BIP 148 at least sort of activates, which it probably will, and if by August 15th, less than 15% miners, 50% of hash power uh, is on board with the BIP 148 thing, then Bitcoin users, BIP 148 users have said they'll deploy a proof of work change on their chain. So that's actually another type of Bitcoin they'll launch and they will have a different proof of work change. So what that means is that all of the current miners who invested all of this money in their ASIC hardware or whatever, all of this hardware will be made obsolete, at least on this chain. And then there will be a Bitcoin with like a completely new proof of work algorithm, which should mean that, you know, if you got a nice GPU at home because you're a gamer or whatever, you should be able to mine Bitcoins on August 15th. Um, well, it's kind a of version like of Bitcoin. If, yeah, a version of Bitcoin. So they'll fire all of the miners that failed to support their chain. And then there will be a whole bunch of new miners, basically, uh, or at least new hardware that will start mining this new chain. And so actually, this means you, unless SegWit activates, you need to sit tight until August 15th, at least. So. You know, you got to sit tight for a while, at least like two weeks, more than two weeks. So, That's August 15th. That could be another big date, potentially, unless SegWit already activates. Um, and then and then from then on out, we have like a couple of days, like SegWit should activate at least on one chain, like maybe the proof of work change chain or maybe the BIP48. It should activate somewhere, probably. Um, and then we should expect to be able to use SegWits like by September or something like this. So that's at least on one chain, right? Like one of, if there are several chains, at least on one of these change, chains 
uh, you should be able to use SegWit. And then another couple of months down the road, so that should be late October, mid-November, although I think I may have gotten that date slightly wrong based on the implementation they're using. It could be even like late November to mid-December. That's when we'll potentially see yet another type of Bitcoin, <laughs> which would be the New York agreements type of Bitcoin. So if all, like in a sort of worst case scenario, which is quite unlikely, there could actually be five types of Bitcoin before the end of the year. That's unlikely, like it's more likely there will either be one or maybe two or maybe three, but you know, there's a possibility there will actually be five types of Bitcoin before the end of the year. So that's, right. that's sort of the timeline. Too long, too long didn't read. Hoddle onto your butts and strap in yeah. and grab your popcorn. So July 21st, August 1st, August 15th. Those are the dates that you circle on your calendar. If, if you don't want to like keep up to date with anything, like if you don't want to read news sites, if you don't want to listen to this show anymore, you know, uh, whatever, just sit tight starting like the last week of August. No, last week of July until whatever, last week of August at least. Something like that. Don't touch a thing. Walk yeah, away. Hold on to your keys. Come back and hope everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, go go to the Winchester yeah. and wait for it all to blow over. <laughs> We're still going to be making the show. So, yeah, tune in to us. We'll be talking about something. Yeah, gonna... Can, yeah, can Bitcoin like, Magazine hey. like do a top three Bitcoin podcast article? Make us number one. <laughs> wow. nice. who, who even listens to this show though everybody everybody all people I've, listen to the show i've literally never listened to this show at all maybe one time well, well then we you have... just contradicted yourself in the same sentence i <laughs> i maybe one time maybe one time yeah, we're, our listenership has grown pretty substantially over the past probably four or five months we're up so around tell me, 50, how many, how many 50, have? 50 000 a month oh. or so over 340,000. Did you say 50,000? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? That's, yeah, that's I, quite we, a lot. We published the stats. I can show them to you. But they're, they're as right. bright as rain. Not bad. Not bad. We're crossing about 65,000 this month. Nice. That's, well done. Uh, we're, we're, we're there. We're doing something. I guess <laughs> that's why we're good. <laughs> you don't, don't hear about us. We're creeper. Hey, we're but the, hey, kudos creeper to you for appearing on a show that you thought no one listened to. Your, your time is very <laughs> valuable. Thank you. Hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know it's it's Friday night. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's way more fun than being dry. There you go. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Thanks uh, for coming on the show. We well, appreciate it. I think that's a great yeah, kind sure, of wrap, wrap this up. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at the PTC BTC podcast. Um. Tweet at us. We'll tweet back. Uh, we have our Medium blog, the Bitcoin pod, or medium.com slash the Bitcoin podcast. Uh, we have our Slack, of course. You go to the Bitcoin podcast.com or the Ethereum podcast.com or the Ethereum podcast.net or the Ethereum podcast.info. <laughs> you will get to our website and you can go to uh, Slack and sign up there. Um, what else do we do, Corey? All kinds of shit. I do ICO analysis. What else? Cello, cello, what else do we do, guys? Like, we do lots of things. We tweet. You yeah, already said twi- Twitter. Twitter. Well, that's what I do. Yeah, I don't, I, don't do, I don't do much Twittering. I sweat. 
that's it. I write um, I write blogs on Ethereum ICOs and talk about how crazy they are. Um, wait, am, am I? Do you guys do Ethereum ICOs? Did you lure me into some kind of scam bot podcast? No, I, I write on? I write about Ethereum ICOs and how ridiculous they are. All right, that's good. <laughs> oh, you think ICOs are scams? Well, a lot of them are. I can't be. I can't <laughs> well, a lot more. I don't know. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm kind of open to the concept. Like, I I'm willing to let them prove themselves. Like, I, you know, go for it. See if there's any successful company well, that comes from it. But I'm I'm pretty skeptical. Yeah, general. this is the way I see most of the things that are going on right now. Uh, people found out that you can you can do a decentralized crowdfunding application and make a lot of money because most investors are irrational and don't know what's going on, and they're taking advantage of it. So they got this new toy. It's like little children with a brand new toy, and they're like, "Fuck yeah, new toy!" And they're just using the hell out of it. And we're going to see yep. a drastic come down from it. So that's basically mm-hmm. what I'm showing through most of my articles and, and kind of the distribution, like investor distribution of who's who's buying into these things. Mm. We should coin the right. theory that you just made up, the Furby theory. <laughs> there were a whole lot of Furbies on the shelves. And then like two years afterwards, there were like five people that owned Furbies. And they were like, but they're still cool, right? Well, I do know for the next nine weeks, uh, I, I'm liking BetKing.io's ICO. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, well, let's wrap. We already did the wrapping up. Aaron, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, thanks for not knowing who the, Thanks for giving us a shot, not knowing who the hell we were. So I'm going to give these guys a shot. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, thanks um, for having me. Problem. Uh, shout out to Zoe Saldana. Shout out to Carrie Hillson, of course. Uh, you can Google them. They're important. Um, as for that, uh, play the outro.